listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show, with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hey, I'm Alison. And I'm Lisa. And we are the Soggy Bottom Girls, coming at you with a new season. <laughs> we are going to open a new chapter. Um, we have been talking and you know i think the great thing about doing what we're doing here is that it's uh growing and changing and it's fluid and it's organic and it's all of those descriptors for <laughs> whatever you want to boil this down to so uh you know we've just been talking about doing a little less descriptive uh, talking about specific bakes and specific things on the great British baking show, but still keeping to the outline of the show, so to speak. Is that yeah. how you say it? So people know what to expect. Yeah. A little less, a little less detail because hopefully uh, our listeners are also watching the show and are familiar and don't need all the minutiae detail, but we can do a little gossiping and a little cooking and a little they, bit. Of we need own. all of our tangents and my soapbox <laughs> moment that is never planned. It just happens. <laughs> Which is what's great about it. So <laughs> uh, this will be our first show. Uh, just doing that, going with the flow a little bit. And the season that Lisa and I have been looking at and talking about is uh on netflix it's called the collection four yep i think in in great britain it's called like season seven series seven they call them series, series. seven series mm-hmm. seven yep so i don't know so why all, that to is. all of our friends who are listening in england and now you know who you are yes including our best friends jordan and ian <laughs> oh my gosh best friends forever forever yes that reminds me. Did you make our best friend Ian's phyllo dough recipe? You mean um wasn't it phyllo? You no, it was puff um, pastry. Puff, puff pastry. pastry. No, sorry, not sorry. yet. Not yet. Sorry. Okay. I'm working sorry. on it. I'm working on it. I'm working myself up to it. <laughs> it's okay. Promise. He probably listens every week. Hey, did Lisa make that? <laughs> I bet he is. Sorry, oh, I'm Ian. Sure. I'm sure he is. He is for sure. <laughs> Well, this is a fun season. I think we both agree oh, because there's absolute. some really great personalities here. Mm-hmm. We can just like quickly run down. If we I would must. just like to start with the fact that my daughter Sophie and I are absolutely in love with Andrew. And we call it like we, when we can't remember his name, because we've seen the season so many times. And when we talk about it, like, oh, right. you mean the, the Weasley? Yeah, <laughs> Andrew oh, Weasley. The, the Weasley, right, right. Oh, he's just so cute, and he always is like flushed, and he's just yes. smart and adorable. I just yes. find him absolutely charming. There is a very sweet, charming photo of him. I believe on Instagram of him uh, that he posted of himself on sort of an antique couch outside. Oh. It must be at a wedding. He's wearing like a pink jacket. He looks great. Are you going to send it to me Let so I can put it in my sure. locker? Yeah, sure. Your locker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <I'm just joking. laughs> 
<laughs> put it up <laughs> next to yes. Ravlo, you know, <laughs> my new love. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So there is Andrew and there's also Jane, Lassie, Lee, Louise, Benjamina, Candace, Rav, Tom, Michael, Kate, and Val. Those are all 12 of them. And there's quite a few that I like. Oh, in this absolutely. Series. Yeah. I hope we I get to talk that. a lot about Selassie. <laughs> Me, he is like the just the most unusual contestant and he's just so, and he even said it. And I, I had forgotten that he says this on the, like before they get started, he's like, I don't know. I'm just really laid back. And he says it like that. And he proves it over and over and over and over. And I just love it. I love it. And he even, I, we should talk about this later, but getting ahead of myself to one of the holiday episodes that he is oh, in. later on. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he like makes a mistake and he's like, well, that's what I meant to do. You know, from the beginning, that's what you wanted. Right. Paul and Paul's like, ah, that's what I missed. I missed you. Selassie. that's your, that's your personality coming through. So yeah, he's, he stays true to himself the entire time and he never gets his feathers ruffled. No, he is very cool. And mm-hmm. he's, he must be one of those people that ha- just has charisma from wall to wall that is just a presence because everybody is sort of taken with him. Yes. Yes. That unfolds more and more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Who else do you like out of this group? There's Um, Candace, I think. Yeah. And your best friend, Val. (laughs) My best friend, Val, that I put in my sunglasses on Snapchat by accident. Yeah. Yeah, She's pretty cool. I do like Val. Um, But Candace, you can't put on a dark lipstick without thinking you're Candace. Every time I take a picture of myself with lipstick on all two times of it, I'm like, mm, Candace, I'm Candace. Do a little Candace pout. Yes. She's, and she's just a, like a little firecracker. She's, There's all kinds of crap on the internet scene. What do they say about her on the internet? That she is the sexiest oh, uh, British baking mm. show contestant. Sorry, friends. <laughs> I got to go back to my girl, Nadia. She's pretty oh. cute. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, she's, she, you know, pulls off that sexy look. Mm-hmm. And her- Benjamina is adorable. I love her. And it makes me sad that she cries in this one. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Rav is, is adorable. Yeah. So just lots of, yeah, just lots of good personality. Absolutely. I think, I think I, it makes you wonder if they're paying more attention to that. You know, like, let's get a good somebody who's really jacked all the time and really nervous and then this one's going to cry, but this guy's really laid back. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm sure there's some of that in the process. There has to be. Yeah. Um, Well, the first challenge for them is a drizzle cake and not not incredibly exciting as they all kind of say like, well, that's like one of the first things you ever make. Mm-hmm. Right. And everybody knows how to make a drizzle cake. I Paul thought there was, loves some, it. there was some really good flavors out there, but someone I know made a drizzle cake. <gasps> someone, you know, made a drizzle cake two hours ago. Oh, two then, hours ago. <laughs> yeah. I made it today. Awesome. Have, have, have a chance to get butter soft, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. I looked up Mary Berry's, Orange drizzle cake. 
And I made it because I had a bunch of oranges I talk about all the time, leftover from school lunches mm-hmm. and uh, came out great. Came out really well. So was there orange in the actual cake or just in the drizzle? There's orange, orange in the cake there's also? zest in the cake. Oh, zest. Okay. Juice and zest in the drizzle. Okay. And then um, there is zest in the buttercream and juice in the buttercream. And um, I gave it to my husband. I made some mini bunt cakes. And then I had a little bit of uh, batter left over and put it in some cupcakes just so we could, you know, do a taste test before I serve it to the band. Mm -hmm. And um, I gave it to Dan and he said he liked it better without the buttercream. And the night, the fun thing is about that drizzle, because I wasn't really sure why people like the drizzle so much obviously it makes it moist inside obviously and it gives it a flavor inside but also because it's just sugar and juice or you know whatever you use and it gives it like a crunchy little layer on the outside so that's kind of fun it makes it really sweet but yeah it's if anybody is like i wish i could start baking but i don't want to do a layer cake or i don't want to you know make something really complicated. Look up Mary Berry's uh, drizzle cake, orange drizzle cake. It is as easy as it gets, honestly. So easy. So too bad you didn't have any of that orange oil to amp up the orange flavor. That might've been good. Yeah. Um, I think if I were, and I think I will make this again, because I -hmm. I think it's really nice, especially because it's hot out, you know, it's kind of a nice yeah, citrus flavor, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I would add some lemon to make it a little more sour note mm-hmm. because um, the orange really, really comes through, but it's like sweet orange. And I feel like with citrus, you would want some lemon to balance it out. And as I'm looking through my notes from the show, orange and lemon, orange and lemon, orange and lemon. And I'm sure that's what everybody else was thinking too. You want to get that sour note in there. So yeah, I'll totally make it again because it was I, as easy as it gets. I think you should reach out to your friend Vale and get her mom's. You think? Orange and lemon drizzle cake recipe that she makes. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry to say, Paul said it was dry. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to talk about Val just a real quick second. Cause you know, she's kind of weird in a, mm-hmm. the best way possible. And you remember how she says she listens to the cakes and she's not the only one that does that. Have you done that? Have you listened mm-hmm. to them? Like you can hear the bubbles. You mm-hmm. can hear it cooking. Mm-hmm. And when you say, Oh yeah, I'm listening to the cake. You, you think that person's crazy, but it's true. It's true. If it's really bubbling away, you want to put it back in for a little while and let it finish. So I think she, I think she may have a book or an article or something. Don't quote me on that called the a cake whisperer about oh, herself. Okay. <laughs> Which I thought was cute. Well, she deserves it. Cause I, mm-hmm. I think she does a really good job in this show. I think she does too. Mm-hmm. She does pick flavors that you know, there's several orange and lemon mm-hmm. um, drizzle cakes. Did any, whose would you say was your favorite flavor out of the um, whole group? Gosh, I don't know. I will say I had gin and tonic is very yuck to me. Do you care for gin? I don't know if I we've do. talked about this before. 
I, I do not care for gin. You do not care for gin. My husband, mm-hmm. that's his cocktail of choice. He loves gin and tonic. Really? And I remember the first time he gave me a sip. We were at a wedding or something a long time ago. And I was like, why would you drink that? You're drinking pi- <laughs> it's pine trees. Pine needles, yeah. You're drinking pine trees and fizzy fizzy pop. Why would mm-hmm. you do that? And he absolutely mm-hmm. loves it. We have a big old Costco thing of gin in our pantry right now. <laughs> but um, when Tom said he was doing that, I'm like, oh, wow, no. And then they said it was too boozy anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I really love citrus in a cake. I think that would be, you know, probably what I would what I would go towards if I was given a choice. I was intrigued by Michael's just hearing lime, ginger, and honey. I thought those sounded good together. Lime and ginger Mm -hmm. still keeping with the citrus, but um, I'm not giving a little punch with the ginger. They said it tasted like a Christmas cake because of the ginger probably. I suppose. Because that's I a wonder. strong flavor. Ginger's a strong flavor. It is, but I like ginger-flavored beverages, and I particularly like ginger-flavored kombucha, which I think we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm imagining that flavor of ginger with lime, and that sounds really refreshing to me. So do you like so a maybe- Moscow Mule? That's That's got lime and ginger in it. Heck yeah. You do? Moscow you like a Moscow? Meals. Okay. I do. That's I good do. to know. I think they're um, good too. The drizzle cakes have come and gone now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, again, they're very, very, um, you know, 101 in terms of difficulty. Were you poking just with a pick or something to Mm-mm. get it seeped in there? No, just Mm-mm. over the top. Yeah. You do it when it's still a little bit warm and it said, if it like, you feel like it sits on the top, you could poke it, but you didn't need to mm-hmm. honestly didn't need to it just soaked right in. And I actually, because mine were so small and it was mm-hmm. just a little mini bunt cake. I flipped them over and did it on both sides mm-hmm. to give it that nice. crunchiness on both sides. Nice. There you go. Tips from Lisa today. I like it. Mm, the technical nice. the technical was orange Jaffa cakes. Yep. I'm having a slight memory of talking about Jaffa cakes before. I know Nancy made kind of a John's Jaffa cake mm-hmm. <clears throat> that were that looked spectacular, honestly. Mm-hmm. But overall, this does not appeal to me particularly but uh i don't know i keep just seeing all of the cakes lined up there with their dull forked yes chocolate and it just they don't even, look very even the number one did not look that good and i'm still sort of unfamiliar with what did they mean mm-hmm. with didn't they say a crisscross pattern Mm-hmm. Supposed to be a crisscross, but was it? It I think it was supposed to be a fork in there, right? Not drizzled mm-hmm. chocolate across the top. Yeah, and they did not say. Did they have to temper that chocolate? I don't believe they required them to. Just melt it. Obviously, it would have looked better. Yeah, and it is was it so dull? It is it so a dull. dark chocolate on the top, or was it a milk? Do you know? I think it's dark. I was going to say dark would probably be the best foil for that jelly. In the middle. And what is it? Come on. Whoever's watch listening in 
the UK, what is the deal with you guys and your jelly and your desserts? I just, it's very confusing to me. Because, <laughs> you Even know, jello husband. is jello, mm-hmm. but come on. What does John say? Oh, he just walked through and said the same thing. What's up with the jelly and all the British baking show items? He said, what know. is up with the jelly? It makes you wonder, like, if you were a food historian, maybe it's like mm. they always had so many bones left from animals that they would boil it. Oh, well, we have jelly for our savory meals. What if we use it and make it sweet and put some fruit in there? And now we can use the bone juice. <laughs> <laughs> the bone juice for something delicious and sweet. Why not? Maybe you're, you're probably onto something. Uh, it's not that crazy. Yeah, I want to hmm. call up a food historian, my local food historian. I don't know who it is. Yeah. I'll, I'll figure. You it don't out. know who that is? Well, you know, I I can Google it, probs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, interestingly, Selassie got first on the technical. Yeah. And And even more interestingly, Andrew got last. Oh, my gosh. I know because he did him upside down. How could you not know? I thought that everybody knew what a Jaffa cake was over there in Great Britain. Jane Jane also did one. One. Right. Yep. Yep. And then she flipped it over. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. (laughs) But I don't know. I just didn't think they looked great. And. Yeah, not not a real because the jelly was orange, right? Right. Yeah. And knowing that they are available in packages and store bought readily makes you wonder how flavorful and good they really are. Probably if waxy most and people, terrible. Most people purchase them. Mm-hmm. Just imagine little Debbie Jaffa cakes, you know, in a box for a dollar forty nine or whatever. Now think of, you know, if a Jaffa cake is a great, you know, British treat, or it's just like a, you know, like a Nilla wafer or whatever. What would be the quintessential American thing? All I can think of is Oreo, like an Oreo on the American baking show. Like, make us an Oreo. Mm. Mm. Try to make that kind of treat. Or, or even, pie or, yeah, I was just going to say, you said earlier, a moon pie, which. Oatmeal cream. Mm-hmm. Oh, oatmeal cream pies makes my mouth water. Sorry. They're so terrible and sweet and chewy and a little yum. The <laughs> I'm going to go de- make one right Debbie now. One? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Have you made them yourself? Have you? No, oh, I okay. haven't. I do. I like oatmeal cookies though, but I remember this is like. Sorry, this is too much information. But remember, we used to, when I was in college, we would go on choir tour. Yeah. And people would always have to pack us. A, we would stay with strangers from sure. the church. And they would pack us a lunch the next day to take with us. And you Aww. literally, you never knew what you were going to get. But it helped. Of course, yeah. It helped cut down the costs for the college. Then you'd only have to buy dinner. Actually, you'd eat potluck at some church the next day. But like, you never knew what you're going to get. So sometimes you get a nutty buddy. Mm. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you get nothing. When we were in Europe, we were touring Europe. People would put just whole tomatoes in there. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I remember somebody picking up a tomato and eating it like an apple. I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> but sometimes you get a little Debbie oatmeal cream pie. Oh, I did not have those growing up. And ooh, so good. So good. So none of your European hosts ever put a little Jaffa cake in your lunch? I huh? never have had one. I'm trying to think of any kind of dessert that they put in. I honestly <laughs> don't. Just a, a tomato. 
<laughs> you know me and my tomato history, so. Anyway. I do. I yeah. do. <laughs> well, the showstopper final uh, was to make a mirror glazed Genoese. You have to say mule cake, Aunt Allison. Mule glaze. Make me a mule glaze cake. Yes. <laughs> For my niece Scarlett, yes, a mule glaze. Um, yeah, so. It was a mixed bag for Wasn't sure. Wasn't it surprising that like so many did not get it to be shiny? I mean, yeah. you'd think that that would be the most important thing. You'd practice it so many times at home so you could really, really make it nice. And so many of them, it was like chunky and dull and ooh. I don't I know. Think, I think you're right when the challenge asks for a mirror glaze, mm-hmm. I think I would work more on that than even the flavor of the cake. Cause right. at least, Oh, it looks spectacular. Right. Flavors need work or whatever. Now, what is the trick to getting it like that? Do you know? I think it's temperature. Okay. So you'd have to get really, your thermometer out. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yep. I think that's the scientific part. Okay. I, I like the woman, Kate, who, uh, I believe she lives on a farm or she lives rurally and has a lot of ingredients. Is she the sparrow lover? She was the sparrow lover. Yeah. And she does the mirror glaze with this kind of sickly blue Ugh. and then makes a flat, I guess they're supposed to be swallows. Paul Hollywood called them penguins. <laughs> they did kind of look like penguins with long, long wings. Her... The whole appearance was really childish looking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like like I made a um a pool cake or a beach cake for some one of my kids once with like crushed up um graham crackers, you mm-hmm. know, pulverized for the sand and the mm-hmm. the water looked exactly like that. And I think I put Polly Pockets on there. Just oh cute. You want a little TMI. <laughs> Polly Pockets floating on a on a um surfboard made out of fruit fruit by the foot. There was a time where my kids were really into dirt cups and sand cups. Yes. Which classic American dump crap in a cup, <laughs> call it a dessert. And some but gummy worms. If I had a nickel for every Teddy Graham, I have put a bikini on with frosting. To yes. And did you stick it in a gummy lifesaver so it could float around? Was that your trick too? Uh, no, but I like that. They had yes. little cocktail umbrellas instead. But Allison piping bikinis on Teddy Grahams. <laughs> all for the sake of your children. You are a good mom. Ah, <laughs> uh, But Kate didn't pull it off and no. man there was some other pretty awful ones and plain i think lee did a super i don't think there was anything on the cake and it was not mirror glazed it was no, very flat it was uh and they did not like that just like sticking fruit in there she's like why aren't you putting cream in there and he's like should i put cream in there and paul's right. like i'm i'm not gonna tell you what to do and after afterwards paul's like you should have put right. cream in there <laughs> What did you think about Candace's? Here's my mirror, mirror on the mirror, (laughs) 
Miracle Days. <laughs> Sorry, Candace. Mirror, Sorry. mirror on the wall. Who's the shiniest cake of them all? <laughs> I thought it was ugly anyway. She is sort of these giant chocolate, not Whiffle shiny. balls. Whiffle, Whiffle balls. balls. Yes. On top. And then the whole cake is sitting on a huge mirror. And she's kind of gets known for gimmicky stuff like that. And sometimes totally. it works and sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And this didn't. And of course she is in tears. And, and she made her Genoese twice and hers was mm-hmm. still bad. I tried to keep up with all the people that made their Genoese twice. It had to be at least half of them. They started okay. over. Rubbery, so the rubbery, 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 rubbery. Okay. What's the deal? You said you've made a Genoese. So what is I, the deal? I believe Why is it I so have. hard. Um, Why is it so fiddly? I think it's the, well, first of all, the folding. I've talked about folding mm-hmm. and my trick of like, taking egg whites and putting a little bit of the batter into the egg whites to give right. it a little, or to loose, sorry, a little bit of the egg whites into the batter to mm-hmm. loosen the batter. Okay. But um, you, you don't want to deflate it and you don't want to overwork it and overbake it. And the, I think the line between underbaked and overbaked is so fine. So uh, many of them, like when you, when you saw Candace chuck it against the wall, it was already rubber. <laughs> it was already rubber. Yeah, and yeah. that has to be from the egg whites in there. Mm, you know, that's, yeah. it, it's just by nature, it can become rubbery. So mm. yes, yeah, so many people started over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Benjamina, she, I wrote down, she cry. She cry. <laughs> and then they loved it. They thought and it was then they loved it. And actually, I think hers, because I'm a white chocolate lover, mm-hmm. I really liked how hers looked. She did get a good glaze. She had a praline inside. I, mm, yeah. It sounded good. Really, yeah. This was one of my favorites mm-hmm. for sure. Hers was a favorite. So was, even though I don't like the idea of Jaffa cake, Jane's was beautiful. She did a very professional looking cake. And the finish, do you recall the finish it had? She used a f- she used fruit, and I looked it up and tried to find what it would be. It's that fruit that has a husk on it. Is it like a ground cherry? Oh, or a, oh um, gosh. I've seen it on Chopped. I know I have. Yeah, like it's similar to a tomatillo. I was just going to say tomatillo. Yes. Yeah, something that has a husk, and she'd pull the husks back. And then they were sort of not sugared, but I think gold leafed even. And mm-hmm. it just, oh, hers was beautiful. Yeah, I loved it was it. really beautiful. And let me just, since I'm already on my chopped kick, when you're watching chopped and you put something on that plate for a garnish that you can't eat, everybody's pissed at you. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you dare put a long garlic chive on there that is inedible (laughs) even though it is edible they don't want to eat it you know what i mean even if it's edible they're like i don't want to eat this but apparently on this show to decorate putting your let's for the lack of a different term put your glazed ground cherry on there nobody's going to eat that but it's okay to put it on the cake right right Right? i think didn't um ugne famously put a huge amount of purple flowers on top. And Mel's like, are these edible? And puts one in her mouth while she's oh, asking she's like, it. No. no, spit it out, spit it out, spit it out. <laughs> yes, I do recall that. Good, good throwback to Ugne. Yes. It's unforgettable. Mm-hmm. Andrew was the other one to me that stood out. And more importantly, he stood out enough that he saved himself because yes. he was in a good spot. After being 12th, yeah. 
he does all this wonderful car- caramel work and has salted caramel mm. and a beautiful mirror glaze. His yep. also super professional. And I thought for sure after they were like, this is excellent and elegant mm-hmm. and it's a perfect marriage, blah, blah, blah. Where's that handshake? What does it take? Mm-hmm. What does it take to get a handshake from you, Paul? <laughs> Jeez. Doesn't cost you nothing. Come on. Well, it was seemed as though it could have been a toss up between Kate, maybe, um, uh, maybe another person or two, or Lee. And well, you saw Candace was already crying at the end. Oh, I yeah. Think, I yeah. think she thought she was going to go home. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. But Lee's mirror glaze was too dry. And yeah. He gets, he gets the boot. Well, also, he was 11th. He was mm-hmm. 11th in technical. And I have to say, you know, we say we watch these seasons over and over and over and all these contestants stick in our head. I'm sorry, Lee. I apologize. I don't remember you at all. I know. I I don't really. I don't know. I guess what I do know about Lee is that he has the title of the oldest competitor. Do tell. Let's well, see. I have I have it in my notes. Lee is 60, 67 at this yeah, there was a that it, when they did it in 2016. Yep, he was 67. Okay. I I th- would have thought Diana was older though. Yeah, but maybe not. I don't know. I bet but, with a different haircut, Diana could look younger. <laughs> I love you, Diana. You know I do, and I hope you're listening. But I just think you know, I could I could look, you know, 20 years older with the right haircut, and 20 years younger with the right haircut. It's just you know one of those things. You're right. So he, okay, so Lee Banfield doesn't yep. have a huge online presence, um, but kind of wanted to do kind of where is he now? I would love to know. Please tell thing. me. He is basically doing the same thing he was doing before Bake Off, which is he is a reverend or a vicar or a pastor, however you want to call it. Mm-hmm. He has been a pastor for over 30 years Aww. at I guess I don't know how long he's been at his current church, but notably he really likes to share his love of baking and cooking with his, his congregation. And he utilizes lots of baking terms and things in his sermons. (laughs) So there's no like secret that he's a really avid baker. And I guess he gives a lot of baking lessons or baking demonstrations in his church. And there was a recent Instagram post from him of a pavlova that he made for his <gasps> congregation. Lovely. But Lee showed his age by putting mandarin oranges on top of a pavlova. <laughs> like a squishy canned orange? Yes, yes. Aww, but no. his pavlova, the base of it looked fine. Sorry, Lee. So Lee had mandarin oranges and grapes on his pavlova. That does not sound good at all. It sounds like a good way to ruin a perfectly good pavlova, <laughs> if you ask me, but nobody did. So <laughs> and I'm not on the show, obviously, but you got to go with the berries with the pavlova, right? Do you agree? Yes. Pavlova yeah. queen? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Well, think of, uh, think of a whipping cream. Like, who wants to eat a mandarin orange with whipping cream on it? You know, there was a time in my life where a mandarin orange was okay. But now, like, if someone says, oh, here's a an Asian salad with some chicken in it. And then also we put in mandarin oranges. I'd be like, ah, 
No, because, thanks. Because it means, hey, we opened a can up for you. You said it, girl. <laughs> that's, that's exactly that's what it thing. was. But yep. I, I feel like Mandarin oranges were my childhood in the 70s. Did your mom serve you Mandarin oranges all the time? Like We always had cans of them in the pantry. Well, little snack cups for lunches. Yes. Little, remember those little pudding cups and then there's little yes. fruit tins and you just peel back. You get one of those in your Batman lunchbox and you think, oh, pudding, 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 pudding. It's oranges. Oh, rats. (laughs) Uh, Well, Lee Banfield has been married to his wife for 52 years. That's sweet. He has, I think, two children and a couple grandchildren. And there was some lovely pictures that you two could check out on Instagram. And he also has a Twitter. It doesn't look super active, mm-hmm. but um, he had a lovely 50th birthday cake for his daughter. And he's done some really nice bakes on Instagram. So you can check him out more. Great. So it's um, kind of sad that we didn't get to know him better. You never know. Maybe we'll yeah. get to meet him. Uh, you can check him out on Twitter at, at Lee B Bakes for Lee Banfield at Lee B Bakes. And he's also on Instagram, Lee's Bakes. And he, like I said, has some really nice, he's done some really great bakes. Apostrophe or no apostrophe for Lee's, Lee's Bakes. Well, I have apostrophe, but now, now you're making me doubt myself and the autocorrect. I'll check it out. You'll be able to find it. doing all that research, Allison. Good job. If you want to Google Lee Banfield, you can find out. The few things there are to know about him. But, Absolutely. Um, Sounds like a good guy. I think he is. And he said, like, everybody does a lot of camaraderie, even though he was only in the tent for 48 hours or mm-hmm. whatever, still close to those people. And I saw back and forth between him and many other of the contestants, including a video of Selassie scratching a cow that I was interested in. (gasps) Oh, we have to check that out. Definitely. Well, we'll pay very close attention when we get to the final to see if Lee actually comes to the tea party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll have to, you know, put a pause on and tick off everybody who's there. Sounds good to me. Yes. That was really fun. That was fun. New format, baby. (laughs) Love it. You're a genius. All right. I'm done. And dusted. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake.